Well, good morning. I know I mentioned I was working on um, Anatta, but um, that one's difficult to talk about separate from marks of existence, Anatta and Dukkha. So I went and translated them as well. But what's interesting is simply Anatta, on for negation or not, Atta, commonly considered the Pali form of Atman. But if you go and look at Atta, um, and even Wikipedia, at first I was a little unsure to combine Atta, there's either an accent on the A or an accent on the last A, I think possibly neither, Atta. Otherwise it'd be Eta or Ate. <clears throat> Then there's also Atta with little dots under the T, so Atta, Atta. And it actually is used uh, to show emphasis. But what I find interesting is if you look at Atta, uh, yes, it does mean self or soul, but what is the root of that? Root, in a Western idea, think scaffolding. Scaffolding, right? Because it's this web that we stitch ourselves to try to put together all these disparate aggregates, right? The, the, the feeling I have, the thoughts I have, the sense of touch, the dana, right? My feelings, my reactions, my impressions, right? My, my skin. Pardon me. It's this collection, the scaffolding. Think of Atta, even the Atman, as this collection that, of, of disparate parts that we consider the self, ourselves. In the Hindu tradition, that Atman was given to us by Krishna. Right? Uh, the idea is we're molded as from clay, so this inanimate creature without this divine spark. That spark is imbued by Krishna and again taken away when we pass, but always in a cycle. For the Buddhist, we talk a lot about denial when it comes to the self. Um, 30 years ago when I started studying, no self was a common translation. Thankfully, in the last, I don't know, 35 years, it's become quite common to see people use the term not-self. But if you go one step further, and you look at this word, can't be seen without where it, it stems from, the teachings here. So whether you look at Vedic or Upishanic, Gita, Hindu, Jainist even, which predates Buddhism. If you look at what we're talking about here, we're not talking about the individual self. Right? What we're talking about, arguably some people translate it as um, hope or hopelessness, um, happy or, or unhappy. I like that collection of aggregates being held together by a scaffolding or 
my new translation of Chittamatra, I would consider it the mind matrix. Because that's what we're talking about here. When you're talking about anatta, that's not all about the self, as I've commonly translated it. But when you look at dukkha, right, du and ka, du for bad, the opposite being su, so sukha being commonly translated as good, dukkha being bad, but that's just the su and the du. Dukkha, I don't know where this belief that um, dukkha is this wheel imbalanced. It's an excellent way to explain what we're talking about here. Right? Uh, they say dukkha is a wheel, a potter's wheel, improperly balanced. So, I mean, you can do your job, but it's just not going to turn out the way you want it, right? Because the potter's wheel isn't uh, turning properly. It's imbalanced, so it's vibrating. You get, you know, an imperfect product. I'd love for you to look at, again, dukkha, same as anatta. You look at the root of the word, dukkha, du being bad, and ka actually meaning air or space. Sky, space, right? So, do, ka, bad air, bad space, bad. Right, sukha, good air, bad, right? So, this is the idea we're talking about. Again, these all relate to each other, right? So, anatta is not so much not self or no self or even anything about self, but it's just about, it's not all about you. We're all in this together. Your suffering's only going to increase if you don't see it that way. So dukkha is the same, right? Suffering as a result of this ignorance results in bad air all the time everywhere, right? So impermanence, once again, it's not talking about everything. Of course, it gets into um, a bit of a koan when we start talking about if impermanence is, is, uh, is a law, dharma, then, um, then in itself is permanent. Or the Buddhists, I, th I think, have made their biggest mistake in trying to prove this instead of simply accepting it based on the Chetakoti, the, the Tetralemma, the Buddhist Tetralemma, that it's not this, it's not that. It's both this and that. It's neither this nor that. Meaning, we can't know. This is this concept of faith that is non-existent in the West nowadays, this idea of shraddha or shadda. It's faith, yes, but it's also commitment in, I like to say, the prescription. In this case, it's the prescription of anicca, anatta, and dukkha. But it's also devotion, commitment. That same devotion and commitment, shraddha, shraddha, that you'll see explained over and over again in the canon, in the Gita. So it's this inner relation that to reduce our suffering is to accept the fact, not so much of impermanence, but again, 
It's just an attempt for you to understand this idea of dependent origination and impermanence, emptiness. It's all the same idea. That any attributes that we try to apply to something is really about something in the past, which makes it non-existent, or it's not how we perceive it, so again, it's not truly existent, or because things um, pass away, right, they come to be and pass away uh, constantly, same as us, right, you are not the person you were when you began listening to this, and no jokes about how long I go for, I know I'm chatty, it was simply a reference to, um, we are never the same person from moment to moment, so arguably the greatest mistake is we spend so much time talking about the meaning of these words and not the message. So here's my message from 35 years of practicing Buddhist, truly devoted to find the solution to this dukkha we all face. Purely out of karuna for many, many decades did I want to figure this out. Not just for myself, but maybe for myself. So the mistake began when it transitioned. Again, they wanted to minimize this idea of devotion to a specific uh, supreme being. Or is that a mistranslation in history? Because I posit that in almost any religion, the idea of God, or in the Gita's case, Krishna, is simply speaking to this special quality that we see in many things. Forget people for a moment. Let's just think of the beauty of a, of a, a sunrise or um, the, the wonderful magic that is nature or um, a creature of, of this earth, how wonderful they themselves can be. But as they say, the human being is such a magical chance being that we have to feel lucky, right? So this can be translated as a metaphysical idea, but no. Think of the Atman, the Anatman. Think of what the Westerns will call the soul, or we might call the self, or identity, individual, or just labels. I call that the mind matrix, the idea that the chittamatrans, the mind only, wasn't that nothing exists, it's that everything exists based on our perceptions. Mind only. The chittamatrans had it right in the idea that it is a mind matrix. And what was missing was this Atman. Not an impermanent, not a permanent um, thing but kind of like equanimity, upaka, that we're all part of one <clears throat> matrix, a net. Like, think of it like a ball of yarn. It's this matrix that allows us, and I've said this before, the mind is both the barrier to and the tool to liberation. Right? So the mind is the matrix. It is the atta 
that scaffolding that holds the self together. So we label it as self, atta, anatman. In the Gita, it is this magical power, this illumination of the spirit, this je ne sais quoi, they say in French, this metaphysical, this ephemeral magic. It's not our opposable thumbs. It's this divine spark that gives us this potential to be better, but also the ability um, to actually uh, think about morality and, and right action, karma. In the Buddhist, they saw this as, oh, Krishna, no, no, please no, 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 we don't want any of that here. But what they didn't realize is in so many religions, God can just as easily be the magic and the wonder that is the universe itself. So if we look at it from that perspective, then absolutely that's what's missing from the Buddhist perspective. That there is something special about us. Denying, not that we are a permanent being, but denying that this collection of aggregates isn't something special is the mistake. Trying to attribute it to the Tathagata Garbha, which is this store of Buddha nature, or or our ability to achieve liberation through individual means. By the way, they'll throw shade on Shramanas and Pacheka Buddhas who achieved this goal because they did it alone. But again, we'll talk about commonly how it is uh, uh, possible to achieve and arguably only possible via individual effort. But we won't talk about how important this is to the Dhamma, to the law, to the teachings, to the practice. You have to understand how lucky you are. You have to understand how special we are. Not because you're different, but because we're all in this together. When we realize that the, uh, the Atman, the Anatman, uh, however you want to see it, this divine spark in us that leads us to question our motivations and wish to reduce the suffering of not just our lot, but the lot of those we care about and even for beings we've yet to encounter. What is it in us that gives us that Right? What is it that's in us when there's nothing left? And it tells us to hold on. It's this, this aspect that we, we have so much potential, yet kind of like the Ubermensch, Nietzsche felt that we were God. Gods were but images of our ultimate, kind of like sattva, right? This is the ultimate a being can be, kind of the zenith in the uh, ten directions that we've talked about, the, op- the, the ultimate that a being can be. Yet we won't admit that there must be something some divine spark, that's the cliche, but there must be something in us 
that doesn't have to be special to the individual, but certainly special to the species or to the being. That's my take, right? So that the, the marks of existence are interrelated. They're, they're absolutely a web. The understanding is dependent upon all the other teachings, sure, but they can be understood alone. That's the real truth of it, right? So that was my takeaway as far as looking at the translations in Pali, at the marks of existence. And you can find scholars that have a, a different opinion to the prevailing translations, but the fact that you'll find three or four different opinions, but you won't find arguably an answer being supported by the, the mainstream, I find that very sad. I find that that might just reinforce what I said early, that there's a lot of people discussing the words, the meaning, but missing the message, right? So let's go back to a great man, Marsha McLuhan, who said, the medium is the message. So in this case, the Dhamma is the message. Medium, no matter what it is, should be the content that the audience is looking for. Because as McLuhan said, the, the content should be the audience. Now that's become a lot more complicated. But what he means by that is... The opposite of what we're seeing. We're seeing mindfulness and meditation teachers teaching lost souls. We're seeing people I see nearly every day. These poor people who want just some simple guidance. Asking questions to these supposed teachers who are getting paid six figures to provide insufficiency. So they give an answer and these people are either too embarrassed or just they don't say that that doesn't tell me anything. I mean, these people will go on and on and on. And then they'll ask something silly like, does that resonate with you? What are you talking about? I asked a simple question. Let's talk about the answer. No. So as McLuhan said, the content should be the audience, right? And if these truths are universal, that our suffering is universal, that... Um, our selfish desires are the root of this suffering. And uh, the lack of faith in impermanence, in emptiness, or dependent origination, meaning that nothing is as it seems because it's just falling away and recollecting itself in a cycle. These simple truths are what we need. I mean, I saw today someone shared... Oh, here's a simple meditation. Hundreds and hundreds of likes and hundreds of comments. It's exactly what should be taught by every teacher because it's in every, pretty much every sutra. The simple act of bringing one's attention to the present. And when you note that you're no longer 
being attentive to the present, you bring your attention back to the present. It's as simple as that. But to the fact that it's not being taught is sad, but the fact that it's so well received when a simple truth is shared shows that it's not the message being shared. It's the meaning that's meant, but as I've seen, there's an entire year-long program that's breaking up one tiny little aspect of the teachings. I mean, how is that going to help people? You spend a year teaching one tiny little aspect of the truth when you could teach the entire truth in but one of these sessions. Why? Because I think it's the individuality that... For me, we need to empower people. Because if that liberation lies within, the only person that can help liberate you is yourself, then why do we keep, like this morning, I see people looking for a new teacher, or this gentleman spent I don't know how long on this particular meditation manual, he's looking for a new one. And out of the dozens of, of responses, but one tells him, like, what are you looking for? And another one says, well, you've got to be careful not bouncing too quickly. But nowhere in there says, well, that meditation manual you were reading is kind of ridiculous to begin with. So maybe that's why you're having trouble. Secondly, when you've been doing it for a couple months and you're talking about you're in the fourth and fifth and sixth stage of jhana, well, where's the people saying, um, buddy, you're full of crap, right? Because all that stuff is hallucination. So stop fixating on it. Right and, and start doing, doing something. Not sitting on a corner or uh, sitting in a corner or uh, chatting with some ignorant fools in some tiny little group about how special you are. Get off your butt and get out there and do something. And I'm going to take that advice.